Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode of Stuff They Don't Want You To Know is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Oof. Well, uh, I think for longtime listeners, uh, you know this, folks, we have never made a secret about how surreal and strange our jobs can be. One day we're diving into geopolitics and another day someone is starting a fight with me on YouTube about Flat Earth. So much so mm. that we did an update on this. You remember Flat Earth? It was quite in vogue for a while. But remember when that was like the biggest thing we had to worry about, you know, was like people yelling at us about whether the earth was flat or round. That was yeah. golden times. Yeah, when B.O.B. would just come out and say something to sell more records. Is he the one who said that you should be able to see the curvature of the earth if you're in an airplane? Was that him? The BBC reported back in the day that he was raising funds to test whether or not the earth was in fact flat. Okay, okay. <laughs> and several several people were doing the same. Uh, in, in this update, uh, we just figured since we all live in such trying times now, this might be a nice break to look at just how strange certain conspiracy theories can become. We do hope you enjoy it. And if you have an argument that you believe proves that the vast majority about humanity and everything we know about science is somehow incorrect about the shape of the planet. As always, we'd love to hear from you. Anyway, here we go. 
From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. You are you and I am Ben, which makes this stuff they don't want you to know. And before we get into it, you guys, uh, we've had we've had a lot of people asking for shout outs. Shout out corner. That's right. We are returning uh, yet again for an episode of Shout Out Corner, where we just have listeners introduce themselves. Say something nice, you know. We had we had a really cool thing. Jeremy wrote in about uh, his anniversary. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep it brief. But if you wrote to us, uh, keep writing in. Uh, who are we shouting out today? The first one is Jimmy James Kramer. He wrote to us with a really cool story. Well, a disturbing story about these specific endoscopes that uh, may be leading to uh, superbug infections because they're very difficult to clean, Uh apparently. Uh, Endoscopes specifically, things that, let's say, enter orifices in order to check out what's going on inside of them in the human body. Mm -hmm. And the the problem with these in particular is because once it goes in there and it gets the E. coli, other bacteria that might be living inside of one human, Mm -hmm. then you take it out, remove it, try to sterilize it as much as possible, but perhaps there are a couple places within the scope, little small nooks and crannies, that can't be cleaned well enough to be completely sterile. Mm -hmm. Just a little scary. And I think there were a couple recalls, at least according to drugwatch.com, and I cannot... uh, I don't know how reputable this site is, unfortunately, but the thing that he did send us is pretty creepy. So thanks, Jimmy. So is a nook and cranny, is that metric system or something? I, mean, I think what? so. Okay. I think okay. that's metric. Okay. Who's next? Well, next we have a delicious shout out to Gustav von Essen from Sweden with love. He suggested doing an episode on the IB affair. IB was a secret Swedish intelligence agency. That is a mouthful. That worked with the CIA and the Israel Security Agency. So Gustav von Essen, consider yourself outshouted <laughs> or shouted out. And our last one for today goes to uh, Lynn Mao. Uh, I may be mispronouncing your name, Lynn M I A O. Uh, there on Twitter, who said, and I quote. Uh, conspiracy stuff. Could I please have a shout out for good luck? It could really help on college midterms. So, uh, Lynn, uh, we wish you the best of luck on your midterms. I hope your studies go well. Absolutely. I think we've been there. I have an off the books shout out real quick. Were you about to say something? I'm sorry. Oh, no, just continuing to talk to uh, Lynn. But, you know, it's cool, Noel. No, no, I didn't know if you had something substantial to say. I never have it. That's not true. Okay, Don't guys, you guys, guys. Don't you talk about my mat like that. Guys, we're live. Okay, what is it, No. Okay, no, I just, uh, my dear friend Lee, Albert Lee Landers of Augusta, Georgia town, um, just sent me a text that said, quote, shout out corner skadoosh. And he was referencing my off the cuff, uh, shout out corner theme, uh-huh. uh, that mm-hmm. we have now, you know, it's canon now. Yeah, uh, it's true. And though. yeah, and so, um, you know, he asked if I would give him a shout out because this is the first episode he'd ever listened to. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, uh, Lee, shout out to you. Hey, Lee. Good, now, sir. You're in, you're in trouble, Noel, because we just violated one of the rules of shout out corner, which yeah. is that it's around three, because it's not a shout out room. 
So, uh, well, actually, though, <laughs> if it was a, only a corner, it should just be one. Well, no, because then it would a just room be has a four point. corners. Well, but a corner just <laughs> yeah. is like three. One, one on that side, and then one. I love that we're talking Let's about not geometry and spatial here. reasoning because yeah. this is perfect. Okay, so yeah, it works before, out. Before we before we get lost in that, I, I do uh, I do I do have to admit that I love the theme. And uh, if you enjoy shout out corner, then write to us. Uh, we have a little bit of a list, and who knows, maybe you can also meet the rest of the listeners. Last time on Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. Noel, you were on a bit of an adventure, and we couldn't really talk about it. It was a bit of a secret. A secret mission. It was a bit of a secret mission, but the cat is now out of the bag. Or should I say, the clippy. The clippy? Is out of the bag. The badger is out of the bag? No. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, I'm referring to the beloved... Uh, Microsoft widget, pre-widget, precursor to the widget. Oh, yeah. Uh, it appears it, it you're was, trying to create an right, outline. Right, and there's yeah. a name for it now that I can't remember of that type of, mm-hmm. of uh, digital assistant. Sure. What I'm getting at is, guys, over the weekend, I took a uh, last-minute trip to New York with Josh and Chuck from our uh, brother podcast, sister podcast. We don't have to be gendered about this. Peer podcast. Stuff you, peer podcast. That's good. Stuff you should know to interview, uh, one Mr. Bill Gates, creator of the Clippy. And wow. also, yeah, a couple of incidentally, <laughs> uh, Microsoft, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah, so I, something about being one of the most wealthy men alive in the free world. Um, but yeah, we talked to him about, um, um, renewable energy. He launched a really big renewable energy initiative and all that was embargo. We went to a fancy hotel and talked to him. Um, and then uh, all that stuff hit the news. What I think is sort of a little bit of a bummer, I think, for his folks is uh, the comment that he made about that Apple should crack that phone of the San Bernardino shooter mm-hmm. has overshadowed largely uh, the the stuff that he was really trying to promote. The which sustainable, was, yeah, the sustainable he's pushing thing, for. Which I think is a shame. Now, um, you said he was a cool guy, though. He was super good. He was chill, man. I was really surprised that there were so few handlers and um, security. I mean, it was very low-key. He probably keeps yeah. a close circle. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But Tell, just, tell us know. about security protocol, though. There was none. Really? Yeah. We just. I mean, I you didn't I, get a pat down. Got no pat down. Did you? No. Re- did you request one? I did, well. You know. <laughs> no, I got there uh, early because I'm a little OCD about that kind of stuff, and uh, just wanted to make sure the Wi-Fi was fast enough so that I could upload the files real quick. It was sure. a really fast yeah. turnaround for the, for the recording. It was for the episode that came out yesterday, and the interview took place on Monday. Wow. Um, so I uploaded them, and our dear friend Jerry, uh, who is the producer of stuff you should mm-hmm. know, uh, received the files and edited the. Interview interview into the episode, and um, we made the publish uh, deadline, which was um, yesterday morning. Yeah, nice. quick turnaround, and ladies and gentlemen, you can check out that episode on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you like to listen to a podcast, and you can hear our buddies uh, Chuck and Josh as they uh, chop it up with Bill Gates. How weird is it that because you were in the same room with Bill Gates, and I don't know exactly how the degrees of separation work necessarily, because okay. I think the originally you had to send a letter, I guess, to someone that you knew mm-hmm. when you were going to establish the six degrees. But that connects you up to some very powerful people, not that he isn't 
perhaps one of the most powerful. Yeah. Oh, is this like the Kevin Bacon game? Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. No, yeah, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm scared. Uh, one thing that Josh commented on is, uh, Bill was drinking a Diet Coke, um, and he left it behind and we could have taken it and harvested his DNA. Oh. I don't know how much effective DNA you would get. Uh, not that I've tried, but from someone's, uh, not all the way consumed soda can. I mean, there, there's some. I don't uh, know. He was lipping it pretty hard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. You know what? Let's see if let's see if we keep that one. But let's also move on. Uh, this week, uh, we are covering an update series on the flat Earth theory. Now, our video for this is going to come out probably around Sunday night, maybe Monday, and. What we do in the video is walk through some of the recent ideas, some of the longstanding misconceptions, and the reason we wanted to do an update is uh, pretty pretty important, right, Matt? Yeah, we okay. So a long time ago, take take yourselves back now a few years. Yes, Ben, because we find ourselves here at How Stuff Works and Stuff They Don't Want You to Know intertwined into uh, perhaps the story of the modern flat earth theory, simply because we, you and I specifically, produced a video back in 2009, which then got on YouTube in 2010, uh, about the theories behind the flat earth and the flat earth society. Mm-hmm. And... It was then posted on various forums uh, around the Internet. There's one in particular on the FlatEarthSociety.org, I believe, uh, where a gentleman named Tom Bishop wrote that specifically, quote, HowStuffWorks.com endorses Flat Earth Theory, unquote. And it kind of became a thing that perhaps our video was being used to promote the Flat Earth Theory, uh, which is an interesting idea. Well, because if you watch the video, right, uh, that is clearly not occurring uh, within it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah. it's the same formula you guys apply to any video you make where you take an idea, you talk about its background, mm-hmm. and you describe the people that espouse said idea, but that does not make you said espousers. And that's the great thing about that forum, because if you scroll a little bit further down... To the one guy who watched the video. Yeah, there's at le- there are at least three people who are commenting, uh, endorse is a really strong word, or maybe you didn't watch the whole video, and uh, it's pretty funny. They're even using the here are the facts, and here's where it gets crazy lines in their commenting back and forth. So it was quite amusing. I think the more appropriate headline would be, How Stuff Works Makes Video About Flat Earth Theory. <laughs> sure, sure. But this is also a surprising thing. Uh, as you may have heard in recent months, uh, the the concept of a flat earth, which is a very ancient concept, uh, gained national media attention. And more people are talking about it on Twitter, on Facebook, on Tumblr, probably on Snapchat. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it can quite compete with some of the other pictures on Snapchat, but there's probably a few things. So while we're there back in 2010, 2009, let's not stop there. Let's travel further back in time to the Iron Age. Okay, here we are. Uh, so, listeners, imagine that you're living in the Iron Age. 
And imagine that you're an average person, pretty successful in your community by the standards of the time. Now, you're not extraordinarily successful like a, a warlord or religious figure or a blacksmith. In fact, you're overwhelmingly likely to be a farmer. And you measure days not necessarily in hours, but in terms of the world's natural rhythm. Day to night, the position of the sun, phase of the moon, winter to spring and back again. And you do not travel widely because this would make it difficult to take care of the vital crops upon which you and your family depend. Not to mention it would take a long time to get very far at all. Right. That's exactly right. Uh, and there's, I also have a video about how long it will take to walk around the world yes. for brain stuff. And even today, it's very, very difficult and pretty dangerous. So forget about it in the Iron Age. And, you know, let's say you're content, uh, despite the high rates of child mortality, uh, you and your partner have had some kids and they're farming too. And, you know, you, you feel like life is good until imagine one day a stranger comes to your community. This is a person so different that at first you think maybe they're not human at all. Perhaps they're some sort of divine creature, an angel. A demon. <sighs> this creature turns out to be a time traveler from 2016. Uh, in this example, specifically Matt Frederick. <laughs> and Matt tells you that the world beyond your flat plain and crops and adjacent villages extends beyond the horizon. Farther, further. We're talking philosophically than you might imagine. And if you start walking today, says the time traveling Matt Frederick, and you always head west, you will end up not off the edge of the earth, but back here in this very spot you are standing. Poppycock. Horsewash. <laughs> and why is that? You ask. And the time traveler says, because of course the earth is round. Matt, you forget the time traveler is you, so you don't have to do a voice. Because the world is round. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then 
you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was uh, tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life. And you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us fast for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit facet.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current Facet members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Now, you might not believe this guy at first, and... Even if you did, your community might kill him anyway, because that's how people are. Which? <laughs> right. uh, here's the other thing. You're going to need a swimsuit because there will be some swimming involved. However, you can do this. It's yeah. So it's the end of the world or at least uh, the, the end of the edge of the world as we know it. So. Let's talk about ancient civilizations. It is true that in the Iron Age, people did believe uh, that the earth was flat. Uh, numerous ancient civilizations did think that, right? All over the world. Yeah, that includes parts of India before the Gupta period, Greece up to the classical period, uh, parts of China, Native American cultures, and on and on. Uh, people actually also believe Earth was covered by a solid dome uh, called the firmament, which is uh, a term you see in the Bible a lot. Mm-hmm, right, like if you got high enough into the heavens, you would eventually hit just hit it's a almost, solid surface. Yeah, it's almost like a glass ceiling of mm-hmm. sorts it, it, the way it's described sometimes i see it as a a snow globe almost mm-hmm. just above there's a picture on the house stuff works website that kind of gives you a great idea and that is on the article how creationism works and it's just it's a mm-hmm. cool illustration of the concept of, yeah exactly and and most of china pretty much accepted the idea of a flat earth until apparently meeting missionaries in the 17th century who were like guys we're going to blow your minds I went and double-checked myself, just just wanted to put this out there. Uh, the Bible does mention the firmament 17 times, but it actually is referring to uh, a expanse beyond the sky. So it's ah. like um, the expanse of the heavens above the earth. So I see. Okay. They almost were a little ahead of the curve. Yeah, if you think about it. And we'll find out more about that, too. So uh, there are some myths we need to bust about belief in the flat earth in the ancient world. Okay, we'll talk about where this 
uh, argument for a spherical world came from. But first, we want to bust the, one of the biggest myths. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are already listening to this show, then we imagine that you know this is a fact. But just in case you are still in a situation where your history teachers are misleading you, probably with the best of intentions, let's... Let's get it out of the way now. Cristobal Colon, a street name Christopher Columbus, was a gigantic jerk. He was a monster. He was like uh, the Noid, if the Noid was a, a genocidal slaver. <laughs> That's a deep cut, my friend. That's a deep cut, yeah. I was just, I, I was thinking about the Noid. Do you earlier. guys remember the Noid video game? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Sega Genesis, wasn't it? I, mm, I played it on... A different console, okay. I want to say. Okay. The okay. Noid was big. Dominoes. Look, look up Noid. Maybe a better thing would be he was the Martin Shkreli of his day. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but despite all the terrible things he did, all the just monstrous atrocities he committed or helped commit, he was not a stupid man. He was not like the dullest crayon in the box. He, like most of the people at the time, knew the earth was round. It was common knowledge. He did not prove it. He, uh, if, if anything, the big argument was about how big or small the earth was. It was mm-hmm. not about the shape. It sure, it sure seems to me if anyone was going to know first that the earth was round, it would be somebody in the nautical profession, you know, like mm-hmm. a, like a, a, a captain, someone that spends time out on the sea. Right, where you could see the actual curvature. Right. Well, uh, that also was a big thing, a big uh, the superstition among mm-hmm. um, seafaring types was that you would reach the end of the earth, right? And that yeah. you would fall off and that there were like, there'd be monsters kind of, yeah, kind of vibe, right? Yeah, there would be serpents, mm-hmm. terra incognita. It's true. But, so... Why did this myth come about? Well, there's a guy named James Hannum who uh, wrote a piece called Science Versus Christianity, and we have a quote for you directly from him. The myth that people in the Middle Ages thought the earth is flat appears to date from the 17th century as part of the campaign by Protestants against Catholic teaching. But it gained currency in the 19th century thanks to inaccurate histories such as John William Draper's History of the Conflict Between Religion and Science in 1874, and Andrew Dixon White's A History of the Warfare of Science with Theology and Christendom in 1896. Atheists and agnostics championed the conflict thesis of their own purposes, but historical research gradually demonstrated that Draper and White had propagated more fantasy than fact in their efforts to prove that science and religion are locked in internal conflict. The myth that people in the Middle Ages thought the earth was flat appears to date from the 17th century as part of the campaign by Protestants against Catholic teaching but it gained currency in the 19th century thanks to inaccurate histories such as John William Draper's History of the Conflict Between Religion and Science and Andrew Dixon White's A History of the Warfare of Science with Theology in Christendom. Atheists and agnostics championed the conflict thesis for their own purposes, but historical research gradually demonstrated that Draper and White had propagated more fantasy than fiction in their efforts to prove that science and religion are locked in eternal conflict. So essentially what happened here, the reason that we have this long-standing stereotype about people in the ancient world is because two guys with an agenda popularized something to 
make it look as though science and faith are always at loggerheads. And, you know, if you go back even further, it was a religious insult uh, that the Protestants channeled against the Catholics. Yeah, old thinking. So let's talk about the truth. The concept of a round earth dates all the way back to at least Pythagoras and Aristotle. So you could argue that in the 8th century B.C., the biblical writer Isaiah alluded to a spherical earth in Isaiah 40:22. Quote, he sits enthroned upon the circle of the earth. Then in the 3rd century B.C., Hellenistic astronomy uh, established, without a doubt, factual proof of Earth's spherical shape. Ah, so uh, this comes to us from astronomy, and we had talked about uh, whether this came from people in the nautical profession, but keep in mind, at this point in time, astronomers and those in maritime occupations were uh, were intertwined in terms of skill mm-hmm. sets. Absolutely. I mean, um, astronomy, or rather the nautical mapping and you know making the charts, mm-hmm. is essentially functional astronomy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. using the stars to you know plot your course. Did mm-hmm. you guys know that? Did you hear the NPR story about this recently, where the Navy is going back to teaching, uh, teaching the students like where I'm actually. Well, we'll talk about that later, but they're teaching people how to use the stars to navigate again. Right. Yeah. Then that's a, that's a valuable skill. Once, once you know it, you can keep an eye on it because it's true that constellations do change over time, but the scale of that yeah. change is so vast in comparison to, uh, you know, human lives that you can pretty much count on these as a fixed point. I think it's great. I think they never should have stopped teaching. Right. From there, the belief in a round earth spread gradually throughout the world. People knew. Yeah. But, Ben, mm. is it really a sphere? Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it's better to call it an ellipsoid, but still, we knew. Yeah, it's kind of squashed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So case closed, right? Or is it? Here's where it gets crazy. The flat earth Theory. Okay, yes, we said earlier, uh, Mesopotamian cultures believed that Earth was a disk. Uh, we have had, as a species, so many different shapes for Earth. But obviously, if you're standing in one spot, you see a mountain, you see an ocean. Uh, what's that old poem? I looked around from where I stood and saw three mountains and a wood. Um, it, it's a great poem. But the, uh, the idea is that we were limited for a long time because the signs that could prove to us the position of the sun and the and the moon and earth and the shape of those things were difficult to interpret. So, of course, we thought it was flat for a while, but... Well, let alone what is the sun? What is the moon? Mm-hmm. You know, what, is, what are these things made of? What am I seeing far out there? We know that something mm-hmm. is there, but what is it? Is it angry at me? Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of world people lived in. So, gradually, as the the at least in the West, the Hellenistic realization of Earth as a ellipsoid spread across the world. Some people, even today, apparently, didn't buy it. They said, that's a bunch of horsewash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, so let's look at some of the modern day stuff. In 1956, Samuel Shelton founded a society that had a theory about the shape of the Earth. Namely, it's flat. We're on a pancake. Yeah, yeah. And, and he based the, these ideas just on walking around, observing things and going, Hey, all right. Well, everything's looking pretty flat around here. Common hmm. sense. Yeah. Personal observation. Yeah. The zetetic method, the idea that we can only 
encounter things through our own senses. Yes, my my this one uh, focal point of consciousness mm. understands it in this way. And he called scientific evidence for a globe-shaped Earth dogmatic. So he said scientists were making this claim without adequate evidence. Basically, they were following a party line, right? Which is very interesting, right? When it when you're thinking about some of these criticisms that came uh, from the religious angles back mm-hmm. when the Protestants were criticizing Catholic beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just interesting to then throw it right onto science. But this was also in 19, like this is 1956. Yeah. So keep in mind, uh, Shelton lived long enough to see pictures of Earth taken by satellites. And what did he do then? Well, of course he claimed that they were fake. I mean, of course they were fake, right? Mm-hmm. He and the members of his society continued to support the idea that Earth is flat. And the people who disagreed uh, are just part of a vast conspiracy to hide the truth about Earth's inherent flatness. Right. Everybody's in the pockets of big globe manufacturers. Uh, so Shelton uh, passed away in 1971. A guy named Charles Johnson took over leadership and led the society until 2001. Critics of the Flat Earth Society say that its members just deny any evidence that conflicts with their worldview. And uh, they, uh, you know, members who are uh, in the Flat Earth Society and genuinely believe this, would probably say the same thing about their opponents. That's how these kind of arguments typically go. They sound like a bunch of contrarians, if you ask me. Yes. Yeah. Kind I mean, who, who isn't? Wait, did you guys just both agree? Nuh-uh. <laughs> and, by the way, right now, a gentleman named Daniel Shenton is running the Flat Earth Society. He brought it back up in 2009. And if you go to the FlatEarthSociety.org, mm. you can find the forums that are active there. I think in the in the Guardian article that I read, there he said there were only there are only a few active members. I right. want to say who are non-ironic. Yes. And I, you know, in this case, of course, I'm not going to cast dispersion on someone for their personal beliefs. You know what I mean? Uh, you believe what you want. No one should control your mind. However, this goes all the way back to ancient Greeks, and even that's a little um, uh, Western-centric, because odds are that there were other ancient civilizations that figured this out before the Greeks. Just it's possible and it's possible that we wouldn't know because there's a dearth of evidence, but they learn by measuring shadows. And that's that's what led them to say, oh, the planet's surface must be curved. And then the astronomers, as Noel mentioned, figured out the world was round. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life. And you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com. F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is an investment legal or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. And then we have to look at the idea of creationism. Listeners, if you are creationist, that is your belief system and you subscribe to that, then of course I'm not going to, um, as I said, I'm not going to cast aspersion on someone's personal faith, uh, but I'm willing to wager odds are that if you're listening to this show right now or any podcast, you also know that the earth is round. Modern, um, well, okay. So back when the idea of a flat earth was more common, uh, when pe- most people in the West were some form of creationist, uh, they believed that the earth was flat. It was immobile. And it was at the very center of the universe. It was mm-hmm. the bullseye on the great cosmic dartboard. And, it was covered by the solid dome-like sky, and, and this goes to that firmament that Noel mentioned earlier, and you see it mentioned in Genesis. Uh, the sun, stars, and moon are embedded in this dome, but that turns out not to be the case. We've actually sent some. Uh, we've actually sent some nifty robots and rockets out into space. We've had people in orbit who have had life-changing experiences by looking at the Earth all at once. Allegedly. Allegedly. Do you know any astronauts? Well, it's it's so funny to me that 
that point of logic, and it goes back to how we were discussing if you can, if you can argue something well enough, then perhaps you can be right, even if you are completely wrong. You can uh, win the argument. Yeah, yeah. Whether you are the substance of your argument. Isn't that the whole point of debate? Yeah. Like the debate club? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, aren't there exercises where you just take on a completely absurd position and your job is to just defend it? Be victorious, yeah. Uh, if I could, uh, I have a rebuttal. Yeah. <laughs> Another interesting thing to know about the beliefs of how the flat earth would function physically is how gravity would work hmm. in this scenario. So I, I never really understood it until we began researching again. And so the idea on this flat plane, as it's moving upwards, so the idea on this flat plane is that there is no gravity per se because there's not one central location uh, as there would be on a spherical or a planet shaped the way that Earth is shaped where it's pulling everything in and spinning to hold everything to the surface. Uh-huh. In this scenario, the flat plane is moving upwards at a speed that would – when you jump up in the air and you come back down, the reason that that's happening is because the earth is coming up to meet you essentially, which is interesting. The earth is moving and you are not. So it's a force of acceleration. Yes, I see. And, and then we've, we've seen other competing beliefs. I guess we should talk a little bit about the different concepts of the out outlay or the, the geography of the flat earth, right? How the, there's the common belief that the North Pole is at the very center, Mm -hmm. which if earth is at the very center of the universe, makes the North Pole. Ooh, sacred place, right? The most important place. And then it's, uh, it's ringed around the edges of the world or ringed around by what we mistake as the South Pole. And it's really a wall of ice. And our colleague Christian Sager wrote a great piece in now about this where he said, picture, uh, picture the, wall from the night's watch but just without you know trolls and monsters uh, they're called white walkers ben oh yes wow. yes yes there is a map that you can find of the way the earth looks in the flat earth view mm-hmm. and that if you superimpose that map in particular with the un map mm-hmm. it is uh pretty much the same thing but when if you look at it, it's just a version of a projection from the top down, from the North Pole down. Now, we also found, uh, we also learned about a group of people called geocentrists mm-hmm. who believe that Earth may not be flat, but it's definitely the center of everything and it is immobile and that the sun rotates around the Earth in 24-hour periods and all other planets rotate around the sun. It's a, it's a complex thing. Um, this is, this is also generally a, uh, religious based belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they're, the people I guess you would call radical geocentrists, uh, refer to, uh, a religious text alone and reject all modern astronomy, physics, and cosmology. Um, and also some believe that the sky is still a solid dome. Yeah. Which takes us to, Modern believers. Listeners, we received so many, so many, uh, questions on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter. We're conspiracy stuff at all of those, by the way. If you want to, uh, uh, if you, if you want to, uh, give us a, a little bit of internet love, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We read a lot from, uh, B.O.B. and Tila Tequila, who are the reason this became a mainstream thing again. Well, the whole thing 
uh, kind of started when a Miss Tequila, Angel Tila Love is her Twitter handle. She said, in, it's 2016 and nobody's been able to prove to me that the earth is round. Where's the curvature in the horizon? Hashtag flat earth. Prove me wrong. Dang it. And this continued, said, not going to get over this. Why are all the buildings in New York standing straight up? If Earth was round, some of the buildings would have a slight tilt. Uh, and then if the Earth is a spinning globe, how come airplanes can still land without crashing? Because the face of the Earth is flat, not a globe. And uh yeah, I, I don't, you know, I know it's it's such a safe pitchforky thing for people to uh dogpile on someone. But I. How sincere is this, I wonder? If you have been following Tia Tequila at all, she has been, she's been going down this interesting little, let's call it a rabbit hole of looking into some of the things that we have looked into in the past and covered and discussed. Um, but seemingly internalizing them quite a bit. <clears throat> per- perhaps. I, I know that she, I can't speak for her, but it, she seems to be very um, invested in believing some of these things and taking them at face value. And there's another player in the game, another celebrity who mentioned this, who is an MC that I have quite a high opinion of. The rapper B.O.B. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, and you have actually a verse on that, right? Or a verse from that? <laughs> no, it's not a B.O.B. verse. Uh, I had mentioned there's a, there's a group I really enjoy from Chicago called the Anti-Pop Consortium, and they uh-huh. have a line that's... Your world is flat. Haha, you fell off, hoping that the laws of gravity will bring you back to Earth. If not, okay. Your words fall lighter than air, so float away and disappear into a black hole, son. Ah, so someone falls off the edge of the planet Mm. and into a black hole. Ugh, that's that's terrible. That's a black hole disturbingly close to Earth, regardless of what shape it is. Well, okay, so B.O.B. began also um, tweeting about... A flat Earth. What, what kind of stuff was he saying? Uh, there was a picture that he posted, and I don't know exactly where it is. I'm assuming it's in Atlanta. I can't it looks quite like Arabia tell. Mountain. That I mean, I thought that's what it might be, but I wasn't sure. But someone standing on top of a mountain, and then way in the distance, you can see, I guess, the city, like a city, okay. which would presumably be Atlanta or another small. Mm-hmm. Uh, suburb somewhere in there and it says the cities in the background are approximately 16 miles apart where's the curve please explain this and my favorite uh, response was i don't think he was legit saying the earth is flat he's been on planes i think he was just asking and then someone responded tom foolery even in a plane you can't see a curve which is true but it's like an opposite what's the what's the deal ben T- give us the skinny uh so there, it, it's it's in some ways a matter of perception again, sure. it's sort of that zetetic method that that says, well, who made this map? Who made this globe? Who is telling me what to believe? And on a personal level, I identify with that kind of instinct wholeheartedly. Uh, however, the problem is that the science is fairly conclusive. And by fairly, I am woefully understating it. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the famous science, science communicator, I guess would be the technical term or mm-hmm. science popularizer, uh, went on national television recently to, uh, speak about this. He also had a Twitter conversation with BOB about it. He did something of a virtual mic drop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard about that. He I, did a real one on the nightly show. 
Nice. Right. So it became it became a uh, matter of public debate. Uh, but a question we posed in the video here, that's that's the state of affairs right now, mm-hmm. folks. Mm-hmm. A question we posed in a video uh, coming out next week uh, really stuck with me. And I'm, I'm still wondering, she asked, is this genuine? Is it a marketing ploy? B.O.B. was also talking about clone factories which I think is an order of magnitude more plausible um, that people could. For me, it's certainly more fascinating imagining clone organs, it. yeah, or clone you know the parts of a body we need. Uh, but this, there's a third question here, and that's the one that really bothers me. And and listeners, um, I, when we ask this question, we really want to hear from you on this, and I want to hear what you guys think too, uh, Noel, Matt. Is this a distraction? move what what's not being paid attention to i bring up my roommate frank a lot um and he tends to think that most public figures that say things like this like let's say kanye west for example sure you know tweeting that cosby is innocent uh whatever your opinions on that it's not a very popular thing to say in all caps with no qualifying comments um you know say a donald trump some of the inflammatory things that he says uh someone like frank my skeptical roommate would say that all of these people are playing on um, public outrage, um, and they are doing what you call garnering earned media because, you know, when you say something outlandish like that, that's very divisive, you know, people are going to chime in on one side or the other. And then those people are going to go at each other, you know, and it just generates this whole domino effect mm-hmm. where you generate this, uh, media, you know, sh- storm, shall we say. And then all of a sudden we're in a room talking about it. Right. Mm. Or tweeting about it or looking at comments or reading things on BuzzFeed. And, you know, I would never comment on any of that stuff, but I sure as hell read the comments or, a lot. Or, Very yeah. entertaining stuff. Or chiming in yeah. with, you know, an opinion that uh, that other people are also either reinforcing or supporting. It becomes an echo chamber. But again, the thing I ask is, you know, it, Noel, it sounds like we're coming on your end we're coming down on the side of um marketing ploy well what I, I what i didn't get to yet and where frank and i sometimes differ is i think sometimes it's a combination of both um like i think that there is a certain point where you can take a belief take a, an opinion and kind of balloon it into okay i'm going to really like ride this crazy train all the way to valhalla you know <laughs> mm-hmm Witness me. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Witness me on my Twitter meltdown. Shiny in Chrome. Yeah. That's, you know, that's in the Chrome point. browser. In the Chrome browser. Yeah. I, I would posit that this is a reaction to a blurring line between what we perceive as reality and what is possible to create with computers. And by that, I mean, I mean, Photoshopping is so advanced now. Video effects are so advanced when you are handed a piece of evidence, physical evidence, that is digital. Mm-hmm. I think it is not only right to be skeptical of whatever you've just been handed, um, but not necessarily to the point of completely disbelieving uh, everything it that you see. It doesn't seem like a particularly functional conspiracy, though. Like if the government and scientists are going out of their way above and beyond to fake all this data For to, thousands to what of years. to what end that's like, the most important question Noel, and I'm glad you asked it 
That's the most important question. That's like, the part I can't. Who get cares over. if the Earth was flat? Let it be flat. We'd we'd figure we'd figure out how to make it work. Right. The vast majority of people are not going to. It's it's not going to matter to the day to day life of the vast majority of people whether the Earth is round or flat. Yeah. Let's face it. The majority of humanity is not going to attempt to circumnavigate the globe. The majority of humanity will never be in danger of saying, "Oh crap." The ancient Mesopotamian cultures were right, and I learned too late. Now here I am, sliding off into the universe. So how would someone cover this up? That's a big question. How would you be able to keep this secret so effectively, considering that nations are almost constantly at war, and then, and you know, not really representing each other's interests? And then more importantly, the $10,000 question you asked today, why? Why would you do this? You know, for funsies. Yeah, oh, okay, because it's you know just sort of interesting to have secrets. I could just think of better things to keep people in the dark about, and this is just not one of them. To don't, me. don't get me wrong. No, there, no. there, there are quite a few. There are quite a few strange um, things about the way the world is depicted. You know, no one, no one ever really questions in the U.S. Uh, why the maps and the globes are oriented toward um with with the US dead center right and on top of the thing we call it south america or something when we know that there's no up and down in space so it really makes no difference to an alien civilization or to anyone outside of this planet which continent is on top but psychologically that's an important thing you know you know what my favorite depiction of a flat earth comes from i What's bet you it? know what is it uh, from Terry Pratchett's Discworld, it's depicted <laughs> as a a, a disc um, mm-hmm. perched atop the backs of, is it two elephants? Is there a third one that I'm not seeing? It's either two or three. It would make more sense that it would be three because you got two, you know, kind of making a star shape. And there three. has to be, yeah, it has yeah. To, let's be logical. Yeah, exactly. This. And then those elephants are standing on the the shell of a giant tortoise and all of this whole array is floating in space. Beautiful. Which is awesome. I love it. It's just, it's a fabulous image. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's what I think. That's of. a flat earth. That's what I, I think. This, of. this makes me think of other conspiratorial things regarding maps. One thing that may interest you, if you haven't checked it out yet, listeners, please spend some quality time with Google Maps because Google Maps plays nice with all the countries of the world that it can. If you ask them to hide a specific site, Secret City, something like that. And yes, there are still quite a few of those. Uh, then Google will block it out for you as best they can. But Google also shows different borders for countries depending upon the origin point of the search. So, you know, there are massive ongoing uh, border skirmishes as people say, no, we own this. No, I own this, etc. And Google is actively participating in something very much like a multinational conspiracy, but also, you know, they don't, it seems like the most efficacious way to avoid getting in trouble with the government is just tell both of them that they're right. That, that is, that's some of the stuff that this leads me to think about. But today, We've done our Flat Earth update. We'd love to hear from you guys. Do you mind if I wrap up this discussion with a quote? I would love that. So this is from a song by the much underappreciated artist Thomas Dolby. And it's from his album, The Flat Earth, which I recommend highly. I've been listening to it a lot lately. And it's from the uh, title track. 
Hold me, baby. The earth can be any shape you want it. Love me, darling. Believe me, darling. Any shape at all. Hold me, baby. Dark and cold or bright and warm. Love me, darling. Long or thin or small. Believe me, darling. But it's home. Home, maybe. Hold me, baby. And all I ever had? Love me, darling. And maybe why for me? Believe me, darling. The earth is flat. Interesting. I give it a moment of silence out of respect. We have a couple special announcements before we go. Uh, first, we would like you to check out our, uh, our upcoming guest host. Uh, we're going to have a, a personal friend of mine that we had mentioned before, Damian Williams. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. He's at Wolven. He will be joining, uh, Noel and I for an episode on alchemy and an episode on technology and the occult. Cult, 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 cult. But you're wondering, hey, Ben, why didn't you mention Matt? Well, Matt, you're on a mission. Yes, I'm on a uh, completely disclosed mission to Charleston, South Carolina, or around about that area, because I'm going to head over to the to the Naval Nuclear Power Training Command. I'm I'm calling it a campus because I don't know the correct terminology. It is a base, but they there is a campus within the base there. But I'm going to go and support my brother-in-law, who is, I guess, graduating up to the next level. Again, I don't know the terminology. It's not an accommodation or anything. He's just moving up the ranks in uh, in the school. So I guess it's a graduation. Is it like getting your yellow belt? I think it's a little more significant than that. But yes, kind of. Yellow belts are a big deal. I remember when I got my yellow belt. It was okay. I never got the yellow belt. Nice humble brag. <laughs> no, no, okay, but, but yeah, we're it's, interrupting. it's very it? cool. So what I'm going to attempt to do on Friday is broadcast live if, uh, you know, if it's not against too many mm. protocols or if the signal strength is strong enough. Sure. Uh, so hopefully that'll be interesting in some way because it's an, it's a neat place. It's a place where a lot of people go who end up working in the nuclear sector. Uh, in the I, US. I, think, I think you mean nuclear. Yes, in the nuclear uh, power energy sector. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, Matt, I'm sure the rest of the listeners joining Noel and I am wishing you the best of luck. And don't push it, man. Don't don't get don't get jammed up. We will see what happens. All right, so we're going to get out of here. Uh, riddle me this: Where can everybody find all of our audio podcasts? Well, um, you can find them on iTunes, and if you get them on iTunes, you guys, leave a nice, leave a review, you know? Leave us a little review, a couple of stars. No, not a couple. Do three, at least. You know, four would be great. And write something, you know, because uh, that really helps get the podcast out where people can see it. You know, the more reviews there are, the more the algorithm kind of pushes the show out to folks that uh, maybe haven't discovered it yet. So that would be a great way to help the show. Uh, if you don't, if iTunes is not your jam and you're more of a Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, um, is that all of them? There's other ones coming out every day, but we're pretty much available on any platform that you can get podcasts Or you on. can go directly to our website. Of course you can. StuffTheyDon'tWantYouToKnow.com. What can they find there, Matt? You can find everything we've ever produced, y'all. And, and that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, 
You can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 